This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to the God and Cancel Culture podcast. It's the first one I've done in a while, and I'm starting new podcasts with people who have been canceled. I want to find out their stories, and today I'm talking to a young man from Nashville, Tennessee. His name is Rob Vischer, and he lost his job. He was canceled, and when I met him recently while I was in Nashville for the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and I heard his story, I said, I want to do a podcast. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that recently I did one with Heather Higgins, who gave some very practical things that we could do to kind of push back on cancel culture. And this is my way to push back, to publicize some of the stories. So I'll start by uh, telling you a little bit about Rob. He is the host of the God Out Loud podcast, where he tells stories of people who claim they heard from God and is on all the podcast platforms. I listen to it on Spotify. It's very easy to find. He has, he's starting the podcast and has done four episodes, which I've listened to, and they're excellent. Maybe we'll talk about it. But uh, uh, while Rob was getting the podcast off the ground, he took a job at a hat shop. And so let me start by welcoming you, Rob, and uh, thank you for fitting this in to do a podcast with me. And I want to find out, how did you get canceled at a hat shop? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I actually started working there because I really agreed with some of their politics. And actually, their politics had gotten them canceled about a year and a half earlier. That's why I decided to go there and look for some temporary some temporary work uh, between, you know, getting doing my podcast and getting it picked up by a media company. So I went there looking. Uh, they said, yeah, come on board. And it was evident very quickly that whenever I had any conversations about religion in the store, uh, they did not like it at all. And it wasn't I'm not a Bible thumper or anything like that. Um, I'm just somebody who naturally talks about God like anybody else would talk about their kids or uh, talk about their family because God is such an integral part of my life. So whenever I would mention anything, though, they shut it down fast. One time, uh, Erica, one of the managers, even said, hey, Erica does not talk about religion. We need to stop that right now. <laughs> so yeah, This is incredible. Cancel culture tends to be around politics, although yeah. as I wrote about in my book, God and Cancel Culture, a lot of the conservatives who are canceled are canceled because basically they hold to kind of Judeo-Christian values, even if they're not necessarily religious. And I make the right. case in the book that really this whole cancellation is to cancel anything that does not go with a left-wing uh, kind of woke agenda. I mean, anything, you know, mm -hmm. transgenderism, yep. LBGTQ, abortion, it, you know, uh, parental controls over their children's education, all this kind of stuff. 
And really, it's, there's an effort to stamp out Christianity in our culture, not by everyone, of course, but yeah. there are some people who would like to see Christianity just go away or maybe be mm-hmm. reduced to absolutely nothing within the four walls of a certain building called a church and have no mm-hmm. influence at all because really the Bible and biblical values are the only thing standing between people and, you know what they say, anything goes. And this mm-hmm. leftist agenda, which I think is a move toward communism, and I would have never thought I'd end up saying that. I mean, I didn't even think it was possible in America. Even though communists have been around, uh, they popped up in the 30s. That was pretty much squashed by World War II. Uh, They popped up again in the 60s with all the anti-Vietnam era things and on college campuses. And even the beginning of critical race theory uh, has its genesis that far back. But it did not become part of the, the more popular culture until just a a few years ago. So I guess I said all that to say that I see cancel culture as ultimately trying to get rid of Christians, and if they have to get rid of a lot of other people too. I also have found that conservatives, even if they're not believers, Christian believers, even if they don't go to church, even if they're hard drinking and, you know, a, a pretty riotous lifestyle, generally they will at least respect religion. And Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen this with the Reawaken America tour that Clay Clark does with General Flynn and Mike Lindell and a whole lot of of others. I've been privileged to speak there four times that at least half the crowd is very, very secular. And But Mm -hmm. in that setting, they have preachers and other people get up and kind of preach and sometimes they pray and they even have altar calls, and the, and the non-religious people seem to go along with it. That's been my mm. observation. So here, you're telling me that the people at this hat shop there in Nashville were very con- conservative people, but they were anti-religious. Am I understanding you right? Yeah. Uh, I would say that uh, for, for the owner, she, uh, she was gr- great about um recognizing evil uh does that make sense so she like she would reckon she had probably an awakening about a, a year and a half before i got there where she realized just how evil people could be she even said to me you know i really think that i used to think that the world was all good and it was all you know Fairy tales and rainbows and unicorns. How can um, she believe that with human history? <laughs> you know, from ancient times up through the Roman Empire and, and the Middle Ages. I mean, it was horrible. And then up up to the last century with World War One and Two, the Cold War, Vietnam, and <laughs> how could anyone think that? I totally agree. I I don't know, but she definitely had more of that worldview and the unicorns and rainbows are a little bit exaggerated, but she thought everybody was good. And so she lived in a little bit of a self-imposed bubble where in her yeah. little bubble, it was all rainbows <laughs> and butterflies. And so she had yeah. an awakening. When you say an awakening, the first thing I think of is a, 
as a Christian is that it was a spiritual awakening, but it sounds like it was just more awakening to kind of how bad things have gotten in the world. Yeah, and I would say that it was more of a moral awakening to realize, wow, there's good, there's bad, there's evil, there's righteousness, and uh, it happened, that awakening happened around the time when COVID hit uh, for her in the store because she was really against all the mask mandates and the regulations. And she ended up uh, making a patch that was a star of David patch. And it said unvaccinated on the patch. And the clear goal of it was to say, hey, this is where we're going to end up. Alert, alert. This is where we're going to end up if we don't, like, stand up to the authorities on all this COVID stuff. Well, I actually agree with her. You know, we just— Yeah, yeah, totally. It's hard to believe that all this stuff is happening. But, you know, I'm old enough to remember just a few years ago where people were saying someday— men are going to marry men and women are going to marry women. And we thought, no way, that'll never happen. You know, there'll be a few people in New Orleans and San Francisco who, you know, maybe make believe, but it'll never happen. But it has happened. And a lot of the other stuff, you know, we could spend the whole time just citing example after example. But it's interesting that you say this because I'm trying to find out how this affected you. I would think if somebody woke up to morality, they would maybe want to find out, you know, is there, what is morality based on? Is there truth? What is truth? But it sounds like she wasn't interested. Is she the one that ended up firing you? No, it was her cousin, the one that was taking over the store or is in the process of taking over the store for her. So Gigi was a little bit open to it. Uh, you know, still didn't really like, uh, talk about it, but she definitely wasn't as closed off to it, but it was when, like, I'll give you a story real quick. One time, uh, me and my coworker are sitting there tagging hats and he's making feathers for hats. So we're doing relatively mundane work where we can talk to each other and interact and tell stories of our childhood And I was telling him how I used to date a Seventh-day Adventist girl and, you know, it didn't work out because she wouldn't become a Christian and I wouldn't become a Seventh-day Adventist. And, you know, just very like, this is my past life. We're just getting to know each other. And uh, Erica comes up and says, Erica doesn't talk about religion. This has to stop. And we were just mentioning like... (laughs) literal denominations and how we grew up in the Christian faith or literal, you know, beliefs. So it wasn't like we were having this in-depth conversation, but over the course after that, you know, I, I made it known and I told Gigi and Erica, you know, if it's a problem that I'm a Christian, then that's, that's, not something that I'm willing to silence. And Gigi kind of understood that, but Erica uh, definitely chilled uh, to me a lot. 
after that. And I eventually, uh, about three weeks later, pulled me over to the side when I was about to leave after uh, 6 p.m. after work was done. And she said, hey, it's not working out. I was like, okay. I mean, I don't want to try to convince you otherwise because I don't want to stay where I'm not wanted. But why was this? And she gave like two reasons that honestly didn't make sense. It was like, I, to this day, I've, I've asked friends about it and they were just basically me offering uh, reasons why we could save time or like just helpful things that I was trying to do to save the business time and money. And she said I was pushing back. And really the only time I ever pushed back was when, uh, when I was talking with them about religion and just said, Hey, I'm not willing to not be a Christian while I'm here in essence, because I, I need to talk about the Lord, just like I would talk about my family and I'm not going to be overbearing about it or shove it down your throats, but, uh, it does come up sometimes. (laughs) So, so when it happened, did you feel that you were being canceled for your religious views, that you were kind of a victim of cancel culture, even though, you know, it wasn't on social media, it was more like in person, up close and personal? And did anyone yeah. come to your rescue? Yeah, I would say I've, I definitely felt like that because I couldn't point to anything else. Like, I brought donuts on Saturdays. I, like, like I did all the things that you're supposed to do as a kind and nice employee. I listened to them. I tried to learn. I asked questions. Uh, I never leave places of work with a middle finger I always try to leave with a handshake and a smile so it was it was just very odd to me so yeah I did feel that I I don't know that anybody decided uh, or decided to come to my rescue but there were a lot of my friends that were like yeah we're we're just not going there (laughs) and so yeah it was but also for me, uh, when you're not wanted in a work environment because of your beliefs, there's always a thing of, well, I I think the Lord can help me find other work too. But it it is very interesting that for a place where their whole business, I mean, they lost, from what I heard, they lost 90% of their Nashville business for a while after the whole cancellation happened to them on Twitter, that it's weird that they wouldn't have more of a free speech model within their store, that it would be so uh, tightly restricted by one of the managers. Yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to uh, wrap up this short podcast, but I'd like to uh, make a couple of, observations. The first is earlier you had used the word Bible thumper. And, you know, that is kind of a negative stereotype of someone in our culture. But if you think about it, 
Bible thumpers are people, they, you know, they have their Bible and they're pointing to it and say, you know, Jesus is the only way to heaven, and if you don't go to heaven, you're going to go to hell. And, you know, those things are not considered polite in our society because I think of a certain kind of cancellation, you know, it's not losing your job and all that, but, you know, I, I've been traveling the last few days, and I just noticed as I went around, I saw one person with a BLM uh, T-shirt. I saw all kinds of other people that had uh, uh, T-shirts from, you know, a college or, you know, just different company logos, and some of them had little funny sayings. And I thought to myself, you know, there was a time when Christians would wear a T-shirt that would say something like, have a God day or, you know, a finger pointing upward, which was a one-way symbol to heaven. That was more back in the Jesus movement, um, you know, or things like that. But you hardly see that anymore. It's like people get ridiculed mm. or whatever. It's almost like you don't want to admit that you're a Christian unless you be ridiculed in some ways, yet any other kind of weirdness seems to be tolerated. And the current <laughs> situation is not new. People have been pushing back against Christianity going back to Roman times. Uh, when I speak on cancel culture, I always make that point. But something happened about probably around the time that prayer and Bible reading were taken out of schools in 1962 and 1963, where it was like something was wrong. If you mentioned God or the Bible in a school setting, that somehow you're violating the Constitution. You know, we have—the the First Amendment of the Constitution is freedom— of religion, which says that there will be no law abridging, and, and no law will be made bridging religion, and all kinds of laws are made. So here we have this situation where if you speak up for Jesus, you're canceled in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's just in polite society, but here you lost your job. Here you are, a father of a nice little family, and, you know, you're trying to put food on the table, and you lost your job because they thought you talked too much about Jesus. So as we wrap up, I want to give you the last word and ask you, do you think that other Christians, other people who are listening, may face the same thing? And if so, what should they do? Yeah, and I I would say it even like this, is that, Sometimes I think people with the right philosophies, because I credit the, the hat store with having some good philosophies. The owner there, Gigi, has some good philosophies. But when, even with Christians, when we like weaponize those philosophies or when they're weaponized against us and we start to look at other people as our enemies rather than uh, looking at them as somebody that Jesus really loves and wants to save. I, I would say there's, there's even been something in me that sometimes wants to say, you know, I don't want to hang out with those friends because they don't think exactly how I do or, uh, Probably people have thought that about me, too. Of, oh, I don't want to hang out with him because he's so conservative or, you know, so much 
in love with Jesus. I just don't want to hear about it. But it's going to help Christians to keep those people in the loop and to just love them as Jesus loved them, because that's going to be an example of how we defeat cancel culture, I believe, is by all coming to the table and being able to speak freely. Um, but we, we, or I won't be the one to hate you for your view. I'll be the one that wants to make your world better uh, by loving you the way that Jesus loved you, regardless of what you think of me or not. So like, I hope I even do that with the hat store. Very well said, and you have a beautiful attitude. And as we wrap up, I want people to listen to your podcast called God Out Loud. Tell people how they can find it. Yeah, you can find it anywhere you find podcasts on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Those are the main ones. But anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's stories of people who claim they heard God. And I have listened to them, and they're very, very well done. I encourage you, if you have, uh, you know, if you haven't heard of it, go ahead and download it, listen to it. And thank you, Rob Vischer, for being a guest on my podcast today. We're going to get this out far and wide. I think your story is an interesting one, and I thank you for sharing it. I'll thank my listeners for tuning in, God and Cancel Culture podcast. Share this with your friends. If you're on iTunes or Spotify or any of them, subscribe or like the podcast. That helps us out a little bit. And tune in again for another episode of God and Cancel Culture on the Charisma Podcast Network. God bless you.